dealers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. everybody, and welcome to another episode, another week of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week, Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, Sarge? Hey, buddy. What's going on? So are you still having the audio issue of me choppy right now? Uh, as of right now, you're not choppy. But okay. then again, you're not saying anything important. Right, that's true. It's true. Uh, I'm just talking about whether or not I'm choppy or not. That's... So we, we actually might be switching over to a different... Um, uh, we might be using the Twitch app or Discord in a second. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's not let's not get carried away. If it doesn't work, we're going to go right back to this anyway. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we appreciate everyone joining us this week. This is Generation X Gaming. If you guys don't know what it is, it's a weekly podcast. It goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. This is episode 98. We're two away from the triple digits, triple digits of 100 episodes. Um, so it's a light week of news. It's a light week of news uh, on this episode. It's a, it's, it's a lot of repetitive news. Right. On this week's episode, we're going to go over a little bit. I had a conversation in my channel last night about digital copies and physical copies because uh, one of the one of the viewers uh, went out and bought a bunch of games uh, from GameStop. And I told I told them, I said, I said, well, get your games now. I said, because in the next two years or so, I said, GameStop might not be around. And then he was like, what do you mean? And we started having a conversation. So we'll go over physical and digital copies uh, in this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Fortnite. Uh, I've been playing it pretty much nonstop uh, since it came out. And I was part of the early access um, for the extra like four days. So I've been playing. It'll be two weeks tomorrow. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about whatever Sarge has been playing. I know he's been playing a lot of Halo uh, 5, correct? You've been playing yeah, a lot? Yeah, I, I was bored, so I wanted to play something. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know this. I know you haven't played Halo in a while, uh, but uh, it, it sucked. I played through the entire story. and it, it's Halo 5 sucked? Like the story like this, sucked? Listen, this, is, this is an old discussion, but I haven't played it, so it's a new discussion for me. Okay. okay? So the ending of Halo 5, the story, was good. And then right when you get near the end, it sucked. It's like, it's okay to put a cliffhanger in a video game, no problem. But there was no epic boss fight, no closure to the actual game that you're playing. It was just kind of like, this game's not over, we'll see you next game. Like, I don't understand what just happened. Right. Like, how do you, how do you have a game, especially if it's a single-player or co-op story-driven mission, and not have a boss fight? Like what is happening? This is this is like, all you is, because I I didn't play is, the Halo. Is, no, I just want to know what's happening. Like how the fuck is there no boss fight? I, I I'm a gamer. There has to be a boss fight. There has to be something. Like there's there was nothing. <laughs> the game just ended. It so, just ends. So would you say, would you say uh, that Halo Five uh, did it suck? Uh yeah. Was it worth the money that you paid for it? Oh, for the money I pay for it, sure, because I only paid $20 for it. Okay, so it's worth $20. Listen, anything's worth $20. I don't know about anything. Yeah, anything's worth 20 bucks. If you don't think – listen, and two hours – once again, we'll do, the, we'll do the scaling. Two hours of a movie is going to cost you about almost about, 15 bucks. Yeah, about 15, 20 right? bucks, all depending on what theater you go to. Yeah. Right. So 
if I'm going to scale up for entertainment value for that, 20 bucks is nothing, right? 20 bucks is two cocktails, and I can have a whole shitload of fun on two cocktails depending on the people I'm with. Right. So 20 bucks is nothing. It's just nothing. But I'm just disappointed. Like, I liked... Was, I, like, was okay, I well, look, I, I don't know anything about Halo 5, right? It's was fun. was the fun, gun... You, you know about Halo. No, I know, but was the gunplay the same as, like, the rest of them? Like, one, two, I played 1, 2, and 3. Well, I think I played the, 4. Gunplay... I played ODST. Gunplay is not as good as Destiny because it's the same people. 343 took over. Kind of, it's the same kind of thing. But the mechanics of the guy are are they're quicker. That's why a lot of people don't like 343's Halo because there's the sprint, right? There's a there's a sprint, and then there's a melee, and then there's like there's other things going on. So like I don't know. I think they, they don't like it because it's like that. Right. Your your wow. your microphone for some reason is getting softer and then louder. Softer and louder. Make sure your mic is um it might be because you were moving, but make sure the it's pointing towards you. S- speak into the the tip. How about now? <laughs> How about now? It sounds okay. it sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Um so the gameplay the gameplay you said was it's 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 a Halo game. Well, you were like, you were. I'm wait a minute. Not, Hold on a second. Because last week you were like, "Hey, you should get it. Halo Five is is, is pretty no, decent." The, the, co- the co-op, the co-op stuff's good. So the co-op, the, the war zone, the war zone areas, it's fun as hell. Okay. The war zone's fun as hell because it's two teams of eight or two teams of twelve, depending if you go against each other. So it's it's eight doing a co-op against the AI, or you do a twelve versus twelve against each other with AI in it, which is basically Destiny. As far as I can tell, like that's that's okay. the way Destiny should be. Okay. Like a bunch of guys on a screen, you're fighting AI. That's what it looks like. Well, that's not going to happen. They're actually getting rid of yeah. four yeah, yeah. four people. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It, it, it's it's still it's still to the point where it's a good game, but it's just I I, I I'm, I'm concerned about the direction of where these games are going. I think it's it's too much budget, too much stuff, and then not enough. You know, here's what we can do. It's it becomes the same, right? And after a while, the same is boring. So you have to bring out something else. Like like uh, off the top of my head, zombies is played out. All right, zombies is done. I don't know why everyone keeps jumping up and down for zombies. And zombies seems to be the band aid for everything. If the game is failing, zombies. Well, until until there's a game, until a game comes out that has zombies in it and it tanks, zombies zombies still wins. Zombies still wins. Right. Because it's it's easy. Think about think think about it, right? If Destiny added zombies, well then, forget about it, right? I mean that's just the the, the cream of the crop, right there. Hey, listen, we can always get into. I could talk about whatever about video games all night long. I don't want to sidetrack this early. Go ahead and go on with the flow because otherwise you're gonna get me started. Like I've been I've been sitting around for a week stewing in like all these game stories and all this other shit that's going on, and you can't unleash this right now. You have to follow your your flowchart. I just want to I just want to uh, just say something to your your thing there, Tally. No zombies in Overwatch. Just saying that's a mistake because during the Halloween update, when they had Franken uh, Junk Junkenstein's Halloween special, uh, those were those were zombies. I'm pretty sure those were zombies or some sort of ghosts or ghouls. Um, they were like robotic zombies. I think they were. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> so there's been zombies in pretty much every type of game. Now, 
speaking of zombies, uh, so speaking of zombies, I'm playing Fortnite and I'm playing the crap out of Fortnite. Um, and like, I'm really enjoying it. Right. And they just came out. They just came out with a thing on Twitter. Uh, the, the actual, um, developers and stuff, they gave a little Twitter out and they said, Hey, thanks everyone for playing. We really appreciate everyone coming out and playing the, um, uh, playing the game. Only 0.03% of the population of this game have actually have actually got to the third stage. There's four okay. four yeah, maps. So, the game, so the game is difficult. People have to learn the game. No, right? no, but here's here here's it. Because it's an early access and the game, they're about 60 to 80 hours deep into the game already. Okay. And because it's an early access. The way they made it sound was the game, they don't even have dialogue and story stuff written for the third section yet, right? There's four sections. They don't have they don't have stuff written for this section yet. Um, so I think that's kind of funny, right? So people have made it to the content of the game where they're still technically working on the game. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with Fortnite as far as I'm a power level 20, and that's not like power leveling up to 20. That's the the lightning bolt 20, uh, basically, in the game. It's very... Once you get into the game, there's more uh, depth in the game, right? Like, last week we talked about there's onions and stuff. Well, now I understand what the onion is. Like, I'm getting deeper, deeper into the onion. Um, so the only way you level up your character, right? You can keep leveling up... Uh, there, there's two different sides of this game, right? There's the... In the game, when you're shooting the zombies, you are playing the soldier, the constructor, the ninja, or the outlander. When you're done with the game, and you're in that menu system, you are a commander, right? You are you. You're the commander. And this is like your your clipboard, your board of what you are. So when you see your power ranking, or your power number, that's you as the commander. So I'm a power rank 20. That's why... People are confused. They're like, well, how come I can't get into my inventory for my backpack and stuff when I'm there? And it's because you're not that character. You're the commander. And you have schematics of weapons in your inventory. But the soldier that you play or the outlander that you play or the ninja that you play, the four heroes that you play, once you're in the game, you actually make the, the gun for them and send it to them while they're in the battlefield. And then that's how they get their, their weapons. So people are like, well... I don't get it. How come I can't repair my weapons? Well, you can't repair your weapons because you're you. Basically, I'm giving you a weapon. I'm giving a weapon to my character, and the character's using it within the battle, and then he breaks it until its end, right? And that's why you can't repair weapons in the in the field. So you can level up your character. So my character is level like 53, power ranking 53, but my character, my commander, is only a power ranking 20. And the only way you go up in rank is by leveling your heroes. And leveling your survivors. And your survivors are your armor. Your survivors are your bonuses on top of your character inside the game. So um, let me bring up let me bring up uh, some are, 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 are each of the characters... See, I, I, don't, I haven't watched a lot of it yet because I don't believe in watching games that don't exist yet. So let's... <laughs> does, does, do the characters... Do the characters in the game have meaning to the fact that if one of those characters was missing, it'd be a lot harder for you to play the game. 
Is are each of the four classes meaningful enough that if one was missing, that you would have a hard time? Um, yes. To the fact of if you're playing the game, um, with a group of people and you're all like ninjas, okay, and you're deeper in the game where it's it's a lot more more zombies coming at you, a lot more it's, stuff. It's doable. It's doable to do four ninjas, but it's very difficult. I don't I don't know for a fact because I've never done multiple characters. We don't know yet. Because the game doesn't exist yet, I understand. I'm, I'm asking you to hypothesize. Right, no, I am, I am. So, yeah. basically, every character can do everything in the game, right? Every every character can do everything in the game, but at the same time, they they don't do it well, right? So, if you're building a base, or you're you're trying to protect the Atlas, or you're trying to protect something um, within, the, within the board, uh, if you're not a builder, it takes really long time to use the higher-end materials, right? So... A lot of people choose wood when they're not a builder because it goes up a lot faster. Okay, it goes up a lot faster. But if you are a constructor, right, you can build all materials and level them up a lot faster, especially if you've leveled up your skill tree and stuff. So when you go into a match, there usually needs to be one builder because the builder also has this like power grid that he clamps down uh, on your fort, and you see that like the mechanical thing just like grab the actual parts of the fort and it charges up the whole fort within a certain range okay so it, it it gives it extra power and extra strength okay so you really do need uh, a uh, a constructor because if you don't have that you have these lobbers that come in and they just keep throwing these flaming skulls at your at your base and then you have um the i forget what the what the character is called he's like a uh, a striker uh, no a uh, a smasher. Uh, so a big guy comes in, and he just starts wailing at the walls and opens it up, and then the mob comes in, right? So each of the the hero zombie characters are, are are much tougher, right? So there's there's one guy, I forget what his name is, he's got laser beams that he just shoots, and when he hits you, he hits you like two, three times, you're you're going down. Okay? So that's a sniper. Go right. Ahead. So he's like the sniper. Then you have um you have the witch that the the lobber that throws flaming skulls, so she's like a catapultist, right? That from from afar. Then you have a ghost, um, which I forget what his name is. I don't know the names off the top of my head right now, but this dude's it's like Slimer, okay? But he's blue or purple, okay? Uh, real ugly, real ugly mother, right? And he comes swooping at you, and he like passes through you. And when he passes through you, he does massive, massive damage. If he hits you twice, uh, like full on your toast like you are down okay and he can go through he can go through your objects so if you put a wall up he can actually go into the actual area and kind of uh hurt it a little bit so if you're by your your base you want to kind of like step away because you don't want to you don't want to be too close to the actual base um here we'll we'll do is a uh i'll show some footage here uh and this is a, a method that i didn't come up with but I, I figured it out, and then on the on the Reddit forums and uh, YouTubers have done videos on this now. Um, but basically, anytime I have to defend anything, I make a pyramid, right? Because majority of the mob, okay, the mobs can't destroy on slants, okay. So it's it's sort of like a bug in the game, right? But they can destroy flat surfaces. So what I do is I build a pyramid, okay, and then I put a uh, a trap on the very top of it, the very tip of it. So when they run up, they run up all why, the way to... Why would they go to the top of the pyramid? 
because they the atlas or whatever you're protecting is in the center right so they're going to run to try to get to the center and they can't get to the center without going up to the top because uh it's a pyramid right so they just run up the pyramid all the way up to the top and then you put a trap up there i i make it like a pagoda up on top of the pyramid so it has a zapper up on top it has spikes on the bottom and then i kind of just stay up there and i got the high ground and i can i can peg people off uh if they come near me the spikes help me out or the, the electricity helps me out and this is how i fortify most of my bases i just use i just use the the triangle or the pyramid method yeah but but don't they instead of walking up the ramp just destroy the wall that's 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 on a slant they can't control this they can't hit the slant right the slants like a, like a like a hill or like steps for them so they just walk up now the big bosses can right the big guys can do it so uh, like the, 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 bashers, the, the bashers the basher the laser guy the blobber uh all of them can do damage to angles so what about putting an angled wall facing them instead of facing up a ramp so there is there's people that do opposite pyramids right so they build the pyramid upside down so yeah. it, it it's it's uh but the problem with that is then it becomes like a big giant basketball hoop okay and when the lobbers come in they just they just lob it over the top okay and they can still hit your atlas so that means you have to build a basically a diamond is what you're saying right you're building a way and then you have to build up on top right so there is there's many different ways that you can you can build but yeah this seems like the best the best solution now you could build a whole giant pyramid and don't put anything on top and then once they get to the tip, they kind of like hit it and stuff like that. Yeah, but but isn't it easier to build low walls, ones that they don't, the ones that they don't smash into, the ones that they want to walk around and make them do a train or a conga line? So yes. So she puts right. Isn't that the better way to do this? Yeah. So now what people are doing is uh, they'll not fortify the base at all, right? They'll make a pyramid or whatever. Okay. They don't put any traps. They just make a pyramid, and then what they do is they put a whole little floor, floor base system. And they put little half walls or full walls and little things, and then they kind of progress them to come through to slow them it, down it so have, they can they get have them. them. They right. have them to you. Right. Yeah. So people are doing that as well. Now, I just found out early this afternoon that because yesterday I evolved two of my weapons or three of my weapons to level two, right? So now they're powered level from uh, 10 to 20. Well, because I did that, the only person that can use those weapons now is my one hero that I evolved to the second tier. He's the only one that can use those weapons now. So now I just screwed myself because now I have to level up my other heroes to get to level two, okay, so they can use those really powerful weapons. So I didn't know that's what you had to do because each hero has a power ranking what they can use. And in the, on the hero, it says they can use power level weapons from this to this. If the weapon's higher than them, it'll only do the amount of damage that they are in their level. So, for instance, if I'm a level 40 and you come in, Sarge, and you start playing with me and you're a level 10 and I give you my level 40 weapon, the level 40 weapon's only going to max out at level 10 stats for you. Okay? So it's not going to be... Um, Makes sense. Right. Well, the problem is I'm in tier 20 level stuff and now i just cut out three of my heroes to, to to level up and now i have to grind to get these uh pure rain drops or other other things 
to level up my heroes, which is going to take a bit of a grind to do. But I just cut them in half, right? I just now I can only use my Outlander that I evolutionized to the next uh, to the next level. Didn't know, but now I know. And knowing is half the battle on that right now. I would hit the the audio button. It would say GI Joe. So kind of a kind of a downer, kind of a downer. But I also figured out. For people out there that are playing Fortnite or you want to play Fortnite or you don't know what the hell is going on, I came up with a method where I'm an Outlander. Outlander is the most OP person that you could use right off the bat because they have this perk that you put on that if you hit your pickaxe five times in a row, okay, he gets this bonus, this boost, where he moves faster and now he can see through walls up to a certain period of time, okay? And then he can actually see all the treasure chests or all the crates and stuff with stuff in it. And you know what's in it based on the color. So if you open this one thing it, and there's a green glow behind it, there's going to be green weapons or green traps in there. If it's purple, purple traps and so on and so forth. So I'm an outlander now and I technically just go around and I scavenge everything. Scavenge everything. Okay. And then I never use any of those materials because they're not schematics. They're just things I can use in the actual game. Well, most of the stuff that you find in the game, like the traps and stuff, are already halfway durability-wise, and same with the weapons. So now, at the end of the game, right before the match ends, I go to my backpack and recycle everything. Everything that I found during that time, I recycle it all. I never keep it. I don't use it during the actual final boss or final battle that's going on. I literally just scrap it all because I get a shit ton of XP. Once I go back into my commander page... Okay, I go to my my actual armory. I go to my 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 weapons, and then I can level up all the weapons with all the XP that I just found throughout that whole thing. So it's a a much faster way to level up your heroes, much faster way of leveling up your gear, um, and then taking that gear and then just evolutionizing it to the next level. So I figured that out last night and this morning. Uh, so I really like this game. The game is is it monotonous? Sure. Show me a game. I mean, if I play a game of checkers, you know, checkers is just so good, but it's just there, so repetitive. It's just, it, listen, there, first of all, every game is repetitive in its own way, right? The, the, the difference is, are the goals in mind for the game keeping you busy enough yes. to give you a reward system yes. that allows you to keep playing? That's all it is. So basically, like, there, there, there are a group of people... I'm not sure who they were because I didn't talk to a lot of them, but there's a group of people that didn't like Borderlands. They don't like the way it's drawn. Right. They don't like the way it played. Okay. I don't know. I don't How know what dare it was they? About, I don't know what it was about that game. There, there was something about that game that, that, that called me. Like, like I loved running around finding these different weapons and seeing how that weapon worked with the perks that I found on my guy as I progressed. And, and it was just, you, you have to understand how Borderlands works. So if I find an auto rifle and it does a certain thing and I level it up a little bit and it does a perk that it matches with the perk that I have. And then a little bit later on, I find something else and I forget about the auto rifle. Mm -hmm. But then later on, I realized that if I, about 10 levels later, that if I went back and found that rifle again, and now of course that rifle is outdated because it's too many levels behind. So now I'm hoping to find that rifle again because now with the perks I have, it does even better. And that's how it worked for every gun in the game. Right. Which means you had an unlimited supply of combinations depending on how you wanted to play your character. 
right? That keeps you busy because there's always something you're thinking about. Well, what happens if I had this gun with these perks? What happens if I had this gun with this perk? And then all of a sudden, about, about halfway through the game or three quarters of the way through the game, you find another perk for your guy. And like, oh, right. I can go back and do this again. So like, it's it's it does this. One goes better than the other one. Then the other one goes. It's like you go back to the guns. You go back to the perks. You go back to the guns. You go back to the perks. And that's how the whole game was. Right. Right. And now you explain to me. I bet now there's there was enough levels. I, I will say this: there was enough levels in the original game to keep you busy. Right? I played all four characters all the way through the game three times. Right. And then I had all the DLCs with all the extra guys, which was another three guys, I think it was, or two guys. I think it was two guys. And then I played again, the game again with those two characters, and got. I had six characters. At level seventy-two, I went through, and then the OP levels. I had four characters up to max OP level. So it was like, how much more of the game do you want to play? Right. Like you did everything you were going to do in that game. Now, not every game is constructed that way, or calls to people that way, or just has the same kind of fun factor. But there were key moments in those games, especially in Borderlands Two, where. Like the um, I'm trying to remember the, the 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 insects on that one level, where we the Vargas we didn't know we didn't know that the Vargas if you if you shot them and didn't kill them they they would they would modify and right. get harder, and we didn't realize it until one time we were playing four player and all of a sudden they kept multiplying and they kept growing into a harder thing until there was a giant Godzilla looking fucking insect on the board. And like we didn't realize, and if you killed that one, it might drop an, it might drop a legendary weapon, right? We were fighting in a shack, I re- surrounded I remember by that. I remember surrounded that. by fifty insects that yeah. we couldn't even shoot because right. there were so many guys. And they shoot acid and, at you. Yeah, yeah. Acid, okay. Like that's the greatest. That was the greatest moment ever for like a good week because we couldn't figure out what was causing. Right, but that, but you you could farm and you knew something. And I like yeah, I like does. I like situations like that where you find where you find. Um, things about the game like that where you make your own kind of like story and your own you're like okay i'm gonna farm this but it's a very it's a very difficult thing for a developer to do to insert these little moments in the game that either one or two developers thought up and for it to work and to give it that kind of right notoriety. there's no like tip that says shoot these bugs and then they become more powerful to drop well, there this was, there was eventually because you didn't know that was right. a thing right but it wasn't like a stamp in the corner stating that this is what you have to do on right. this level. That's something that you kind of discovered. And that's the kind of development I like from a team that is just allowed to make their own game. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe we don't have enough development teams that think this way or work this way or how you want to put it. But as far as I can tell, there's a lot of cut and paste right now. And it, that's why there's having such a hard time with population levels of certain games because after you play through the initial game or the initial playthrough, if there's not multiple layers in the onion, then they don't care anymore. Right. Like you just get bored because there's no challenge. And from the games that I have seen over the last year, it's a battle now between how many people we can get to buy this game and what is the the longevity of the the game, the longevity of the game that we get them to play. Because if you're going to water down a game to get more people to play it, then you have to know that it's going to die quicker than if the game is more challenging and people have to learn the game in. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're trying to... I'm not sure if it's fact or fiction. They're trying to make it easy. It's the way way I'm feeling about the games that have been coming out recently. It's, it's It's almost as if 
they're now trying to time out a game. You know what I mean? Like, of course they are. Like, like literally trying to time out a game. Like, okay, so if we release the game now, how long can we get it to stay popular for a good two years? Can we get two right. years out of it? And they keep dialing it in. Like, that's how I feel what's going on right now. So, so in in Fortnite, you can see I paused the screen a little bit. Uh, this particular uh, silver razor blade I got. It's a it's an epic, it's an epic rifle. It's a little dark on the screen because I paused it. But the perks on this thing are plus thirty percent magazine size. Then the next perk on it is plus forty five percent magazine size. Okay, and Sounds then like a Borderlands weapon. And then the next level is that level fifteen. It gets minus thirty percent recoil, so it's more stable. Right. Borderlands, but then Borderlands. level 20 gives negative 32% durability to decay. So it, it decays slower. Right, so no decay in Borderlands. Okay. And then plus 20% more damage on top of that once it hits level 25. And that's the max that of this weapon, right? So, but what it needs to, you can't see it because my head's in the way, but it needs um, uh, schematic XP points. Okay. It needs uh, a pure drops of rain and it needs weapon design to get evolutioned to the next level to go from 10 to 20 right to 10 to 11 and then 11 to 20 is that next that next section so like right now the dps for this particular gun is 1077.5 dps uh for right now and then every time i level that up it's going to go up a little percentage uh it's got a crit chance of five percent it's got a crit hit damage of 50 percent it's got a fire rate of 8.18 the magazine has got 30 bullets in it. The range is 4,000. There's so much to each each particular gun. And you can just keep adding stuff as far as when you um, when you add another hero, or not, not a hero, survivor, the survivor's perk on the survivor might give you an additional shield bonus or an additional accuracy bonus or additional it's, it's just a lot to keep track of you have to keep track of all this shit it's but, not just it's not just but you have to shoot and go shoot and go right but you, you have, have to, to take everything and level it up like this right you can't go well i'm gonna i'm gonna level up this character all the way over here and then and then do it over here for these weapons you can't do that i just did that and i screwed myself for the other characters right so you're like okay i'm gonna use my outlander get my outlander up evolution them Okay, I'm going to use my constructor, evolution them. Ninja, soldier. Now they're all in the next tier, and now I can start leveling up my guns to that tier so my heroes can use those guns, and then I can use those traps, and then I can use those certain things. So, Are, are the hero characters in the game at the same level that you are? Is that how it works? No. So the hero characters, like I said, I'm the commander. My commander level is power 19. Like That's my my power level. So the NPC guys that help you, what, what, what attributes to their level? Your your level or their own level? They're on their own level as well, right? So the NPCs that help me are on their own level. The survivors are on their own level. The traps are at their own level. The guns are at their own level. And the heroes are at their own level, okay? So the gun's at power ranking 43. My hero's at power ranking 47. And I'm at power ranking 19. And then my survivors and, and, and defenders are at like 9 to 11 to 15 to 20. It all depends on which one you're leveling up. Um... So much, so much, so much to do. And then on top of this, I just realized, I was like, why do my heroes have an emblem on the left side of their card and some have it on the right side of their card? Okay, let me see if I can find the screen that I can show you. It's in between. I don't know if I, I look at it. So basically, when I'm starting my hero character before the mission starts, you have two spots, and all the all depending on where you put the heroes... Okay, they give you bonus perks. 
And the bonus perks only work if you have them in the correct side of the actual. Um, so there's there's the hero card, then there's a left hero card and a right hero card, right? And those heroes have bonuses. And if the you have the wrong heroes in the wrong spots, if they have an emblem on the left side but you have them on the right side, you don't get that perk. Okay, and if you have one that's on the right side, and he's on the left side. He, you don't get that perk. Yeah. But it sounds like they're trying to be difficult for the sake of being difficult now. So you have to make sure you have certain heroes in the right sec, right card slot. Otherwise, you don't get the perks of your actual heroes that you're using. So I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, no way. And all my characters, for fucking some reason, are on the left. Every single like massive character I have is on the left. So I have to use a noob, like a, a low level character that's like a green. Because she's the only character that I have on the right side to get the bonus of it. So I put her in, and then I had to level her up to 10. Just because I'm missing out on bonuses and stuff, not using her, right? So I had to take a green and raise her up 10 levels and spend that experience just to get her up there. Yeah, hopefully by hopefully by next July, ho-hum, that the, the game is more streamlined, and it's not just a clusterfuck of stuff. I don't think they're gonna stream. It, the, the, I think the amount, the amount of time you spend talking about this game, I've heard. I've heard eight different kinds of XP levels within the game. Oh yeah. How many? How many do you need? Well, what, what's how many? How many, how many currencies? How many currencies are in Destiny? Not the same thing. The it is the same thing. It's, no. too, it's too much. It's too much. You have to streamline that. It, there's no reason to have that many complications inside of a game just for the fact of multiple characters. It's it, that's ridiculous. Scale back a little bit. Then make it an expansion or something about it, but you can't have all those all those mechanics working the entire time. That's the game. People go crazy. You can't play a game like that the whole time, right? I don't know. I like the game. The game seems interesting. It got a seven point five review on it. Um, can't get a review. It's not out yet. Well, they gave it a review for the for for the, what's out for right now. It got a seven point five for the early release. This this is this is why the vocabulary is gonna have to change very yeah, soon. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's a it's okay. a weird it's, it's a weird, weird thing. You can't you can't review a game. It's not done. I understand that. No, I'm, I'm saying it's weird because say, a lot of these early access games are. Right. You can say you like the game. You can say whatever you want, but you cannot review a game that's not out. Right, because it's not done yet. Right. <laughs> like there's so many popular games out right now that are not out. Are early access. PUBG's not out yet. Ark's not out yet. This is not out yet. Like it's funny that the top of like Twitch. <laughs> none of the games none of the games exist they, they, they don't exist yet they're not they're not out speaking of arc uh arc is being delayed uh just a little bit longer for you people that are out there um yeah so arc is being delayed they they were supposed to come out on august 8th okay but it's getting pushed back because when they were printing the physical discs it was taking longer than they expected is what they said so they pushed it back to the end of August, August 28th, which is then... Ar is, is Ark a PC game? Is PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Or, I don't know if it's out for PlayStation, but I know it's, I know it's for Xbox. Uh, the printing's taking a long time, huh? So, so, but, correspondingly, they also had a DLC. So the game was supposed to release on August 8th, and they had their first DLC coming out on August, like, 28th. Well, now, they're both coming out at the exact same time. Right, they're releasing the game plus the DLC at the exact same time. Do you think this is a marketing move to sell people the game plus the DLC, or do you think this is just it just so happens they lined up and that's what it is? Okay, well, first of all, I would need more information, but based on the information given, is the game more expensive with the DLC? Am I paying for two things? You're paying extra for the DLC. Yeah. Okay, so 
why would I want to buy a DLC day one of a game before I actually played the game all Be the way through? Well, because before I get a DLC, because the people that already have the game can buy the DLC and continue on doing what they're doing. The people that don't own the game yet would buy the game and then maybe buy the DLC because they're like, hey, I'll buy the game and then I'll get the DLC also. Yes, but if I'm not an insane person who just spends every waking moment playing video games and I happen to want to buy Ark. Oh, there's people out there. Okay, I understand. But if I happen to want to buy Ark and the DLC comes out the same day as the game and I have no idea what I'm doing, why would I want to buy a DLC the same day as the original game? Because a lot of people, like, they're already there. They're already at the store, so they're, they're going to pick it up. Well, right? I can always wait until there's a sale, can I? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Well, then that's... Wasn't there a DLC release before the game's released anyway? There Two. was a DLC? Two. Right. Yeah. So this is a third DLC. It's yep. not like... So does the original game come with the, the other two DLCs that were out before, or are they extra too? I don't know that answer. If there's someone that plays Ark uh, that maybe knows you know, the answer in chat... It, it just it just seems to me that it's it, it, becomes, it becomes a little dirty because the people that have been playing the game since the beginning, even though the game is not out yet, right? If it's an early access game then I think what should happen is that when the game comes out, you start from scratch, even though you've been playing a year. Right. Because the game wasn't out before, and you were just helping them test it anyway. So if you played a year, and you got level 50 characters, when the game comes out, you start well, you start over with everybody else because you were just helping out, right? You right. Got your, you got your copy of the game. So this way, everybody's on the same thing because otherwise, you got a whole group of people who have been playing the game for a year who out-level you, who are going to be in the same server as you and just own you unless there's some kind of dedicated servers where only certain people from certain levels are together. I don't know if that's the way it plays, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like the fact of an early access game an early access game being so open that any number of people can play it and thus throwing off the whole balance of who plays and who plays it when it first comes out. Uh, like, you have guys, the whole you have, you, you have people coming out. You, are there people right now playing out with the full castle system, like the stone walls, and like you've got you've gotten that high level in arc that you have that much? Right. You know. So so goblin, the question the question was, if let's say I don't own arc at all right now, right, and I buy just the standard game of arc that's sixty dollars when it releases uh, on August twenty eighth now or twenty ninth, do I get the two expansions that have come out? already or do is it one expansion uh i think it's two but anyway do i get the base game do i get the one with the flying dragon and that different island uh and then do i get the water is it the water level as well uh do i get those or do i have to buy each one separately that's the question because they're coming out with a, a second or third dlc uh the same day it launches so i wanted to know are you spending do you have to spend 60 dollars on the base game and then 40 dollars on the other game and then an additional 20 or $30 seemed, for seemed, the new expansion. It's, it's whacked out, man. It just seems whacked out. The, the people who don't even know what the game actually is yet haven't tried the game yet. You're telling me we're, we're already three DLCs in. I mean... Right. Right. Well, I think the, I think the reason, which I didn't agree with ARK uh, when they did this, I didn't agree that they charged for the, for the expansion the DLC while they were still in early access. I know that it's it's sort of like going around for a second funding to the to your you know your uh, uh, your investors. You know what I'm saying? Like technically, you are the investors now, right? You're buying an early access game. You've given them thirty dollars, thirty five dollars, fifty dollars, whatever the early access to get to get you in, and then they have a DLC, and it's like coming back for a second round of venture capitalists 
right? And they're like, hey, uh, we need an extra $4 billion. Yeah, but, that, but, see, but that's what I think it is, though. It's, it's, it's testing the waters of what people will fork over before the game is actually finished. I mean, I understand the importance of having testers, guys who are really like the the the, the the, the premise of the game and want to help out the developer. I like that because it helps the developers fix up their game. It right. does. Uh, but I don't, I don't understand games that are out for multiple years, not out selling DLC, selling the game that even though it's not out yet, like it, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense because either you're out or you're not. And if you're not, then the game should be open to only a certain number of people, like a closed beta, and that be done with it, instead of this ridiculousness of funneling money into something that you don't know whether or not it's actually going to come out or not. Right? Uh, it's it's almost it's almost as bad as a bad Kickstarter, but you know it's eventually coming. Right, because it's already out, right? It's on right? the... So, okay, so you're not actually sure. I know if you are on Early Access, you'll get everything out so far. But if you're on Early Access, didn't you have to pay for that first DLC that came out with the new T-Rex and the new island and the dragon? Didn't you have to pay for that separately? Uh, that's like getting a $99 it's just, it's Early Access for Fortnite. It's just dangerous territory. I just, I, just want, I just want gamers to be a little bit more... I guess savvy when it comes to when developers and publishers are marketing to you and just be conscious of what you're actually doing and the what it says to the market. Like because if you allow certain things to happen, that's the way it's going to go. Right. Like what stops everybody from releasing a game before it's actually out and getting money from it even though it's not out yet. It's a, it's a little different uh Buckeye because Fortnite is a free-to-play game and the reason you're paying for it now is technically you're not and i said this last week technically you're not buying the game you're buying loot crates in the game and that's what you're paying for right because when the game comes out when the game comes out you're paying absolutely nothing for it and then if you want to get additional heroes and different things a better chance for it you would either go in the game and grind and do the missions and then get those llamas the llama loot crates, or you would purchase llama loot crates, right? So yes, you paid extra money to get into the early access, just like I did with Boundless, right? Just like I did with PUBG, just like I did with Fortnite. Um, but the difference is the DLCs that come out for Fortnite, everything's free, right? And I don't think they're coming out with DLCs while we're in early access to charge you an additional right, but extra you don't money. Know. No, I understand know. that. I understand you know, that. Just reading, just reading Goblin's text here, right? He paid ten bucks for the for the the base game, another twenty for Scorch Earth, and then Ragnarok was free. Just by that alone is showing you what they're what they're testing, right? Right. They, we get you in for this. We you paid charge you for this. Right. We see how many people actually bought it after they bought it, and how many and people they were... didn't. They didn't buy enough. And now the next one was free. You you can see them testing it. You can right. see them the testing the market to see what people are willing to play pay for a game right. before it's actually out yet. It's I, I get it. I get it. I I'm just hoping that you're 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 not sending the wrong message when you start buying into this stuff because who's to say the game actually really comes out the way it's supposed to come out anyway once they've already had your money. Right. Right. You, there's no contract. You didn't sign any contract. There's no there's no guarantee that when the game finally comes out, it's going to be the way that they want it to be. It might be something completely different. Now, do you get do you get to ask for a refund for a game that you've been playing for a year and a half? No. 
I don't think you do, no, right? No. So this is this is the kind of thing I, I'm I'm concerned about. Like I I I don't want to sound like a negative guy here, but it's it's almost as if that it's it's a, a wild west now of what the market is willing to pay for a game that's done or not done just to see if they can do it. Right. Right. Like Star Citizen is still the biggest one on the block. Like I I've lost track. Is it out yet? I I don't think it is. Which which game? I'm sorry. Star Citizen is it out yet? No, Star Citizen is not out yet. No, so Star Citizen is still not out yet. They keep showing you really cool pictures of ships, and they keep showing you really cool things that is going to happen, but still not out yet. Like this is the kind of thing I'm concerned about. Like the, the two or three really bad Kickstarters that have happened in the past. The the problem with No Man's Sky. Like there's a trend happening, and I just want people to be aware that if you want to help, if you want to be part of the solution of this problem. Don't buy into everything that you're told. Right. Do research. I'm a little concerned about what's happening right now because if you keep saying to me, is the, if the vocabulary in the discussion is the game's not out yet, but I paid for it and I don't own it and I don't have it. Like, I don't, do you, you, do you guys hear yourself talking right. when you do this kind of thing? Like, if I handed over money for a product that doesn't exist yet, then I, there's no there's no legally binding contract well, that says that that has to come out at all. No, you're correct. But okay, so for Fortnite's early access people, th this is early access. I should say alpha testers. They they've been playing the game for two years, right? They've had it opened up for two years for the community of the alpha testers. They paid zero. They paid absolutely zero to get into the testing. They got into early the the early early access, right? They're alpha testers. They paid zero to get the game. But they've been playing the game for two years, giving feedback and stuff. So now it's an early access. They paid zero, right? They've been playing this game for two years and they paid nothing. So there are there are things that you can get into games and get into the alpha testing for games. But that's a very small percentage of people. Um, and each game is different, right? Arc, you had to pay to get into the early access, and it's been out for two years now, and now it's releasing, right? Uh, it was supposed to be August eighth, and now it's August twenty eighth. Fortnite is releasing in the next six months, okay? It's been in production for six years, and it's been alpha testing for two years, or I believe, uh, of that. So now they opened up to the masses because now they wanted to... I'm telling you, it's like a venture capitalist, right? They're like, well, we need more money, and we can't get this money, so let's open it up and see who pays for it, right? And I think as gamers, we're, we're kind of putting ourselves... We're digging our hole for ourselves, right? Because we feel like there's no games to play, okay? Which is incorrect. Right, I understand that, but we, as I said, it feels like there's no games to play, and then people, they're like, oh, what's this game? Oh, early access. Well, that's a new game. I'll buy it. Right? Like, if you go to Steam right now and go to early access games, there's like pages. There's like three, four pages of games that are that are there, that people buy. And then, for instance, when I back in the day, back in 2009, 10, I think it was, when I played Minecraft, I paid eight dollars for it to get into the ground floor. I never paid anything else for the game, okay? It went up double the price. It was like $15 or $16 right before, uh, now I think it's like $30 or whatever for certain things. But I got in, and I got to help the game become what it is today, right? By paying $8. And I played it for four fucking years. And I stopped playing it the day it released because by that time, I'm like, well, this game's old to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm 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 done with this type of game. Right, right, well, let's 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 fast forward a little bit. So let's say, for instance, there's a group of people that really love Ark. They love the whole premise. They like the Which combat. They like they like everything there. Are. there yep. are. So now they're in from the beginning. They gave money to a game. It's not out yet, and they play it for the two or three years that it's out. And then it never comes out. Okay? 
Now, no, no. Now, now it comes out. Now, if you've already been playing two years, maybe you're at this point in time, you're tired of the game because right. you played it for two years. Right. So the hardcore people that love the game already gave the money and now are kind of moving on because other games are out. Like actually out, right? right? So they're not. They're, they're, they've already played this game for the time period of the game, right? So now, when they release the game at the full price point, that unless there's some kind of genius marketing scheme going on and somebody was completely oblivious, what demographic of people are going to be jumping in at that point and want to play that game for that game for two years now? Since the group that really liked the game already played, there, there, there's, there's a lot of people. I know. I it's hard to fathom. Right. But if I if I did a survey, right, and went outside and went to a college and said, do you guys watch uh, this streamer? Right. Who could be the most popular streamer on Twitch? I think a majority of those people would be like, no, never heard of them. Right. And I, I really think that's even bigger. Uh, I use that as a small example. Right. Even bigger in the game market of, hey, did you ever play this game? And someone's like. No, I've never even heard of it. You're like, oh, it's a great game. And they're like, okay. Like, they never heard of it. There's millions and millions of people that have never heard of a certain game. I know there's I know there's some people that don't even know what Minecraft is. They heard it in passing because their kid's kid played it or something, right? And they're, they're like, no, I never, never heard of it. So there's always a group of people that don't even know a game's out because they don't have their finger on the pulse, right? I mean, think about it. Twitch is this giant, giant... Uh, conglomerate company for streaming video games, but it's a very small percentage of people that know what Twitch is, right? Hell, that's why they made a Twitch Prime thing. If you're a Prime member on on Amazon, that you get a free Twitch Prime because there was so many people that had Amazon Prime that didn't know what Twitch was, and Amazon owned Twitch, so there's like, well, how do we get to these people? So there's always going to be a, a, a group of people that are in, and then they're in, and then when it comes out, they're gone. So let's say there's Let's just say there's like 100,000 people playing ARK, okay? Hardcore people out of that, maybe say 10,000, okay? Those 10,000 people, once the game releases, maybe it goes down to five. 5,000 people are like the hardcore people, and then the other 5,000 that were hardcore are like, you know what, I'm done with this game. I've, been, I've played it for two years. I've enjoyed myself. I got my money's right. worth. I've got my right. money's worth. And now there's going to be an additional surge of people that never even knew about the game, never heard about the game, 100,000, 200,000 new people that are going to come into the game and then start again, right? And then it's just going to run its course. Majority, I would say 80% of the people are going to drop off. They're like, eh, I played it. It was a great game, but it's, it's not for me anymore. And they drop it. And then the hardcore people of the new branch comes in and they start... Yes, but the advertisements for the games are, are like advertisements for games that are actually out. The people who are gamers right. are on Steam. They're looking around. They see these games. It's not like there's a whole group of people who are oblivious to the world and all of a sudden Ark falls in their lap. If you're a gamer, you have to be paying attention to something. I know, but there's still... Uh, you're not walking around with your thumb in your ass and your wallet in your hand going, somebody sell me something. That's not the way it works. No, I know, but there's still a lot of people that are gamers that don't... They're, they're casual gamers. They don't know uh, They don't know what's, what's coming on the forefront. They don't know what's coming out next month on video games, right? They don't know what's coming out until Xbox or PlayStation puts it on the front page of their home screen and says, hey, this game's new. And they're like, oh, I, I just saw that, even though that game has been out for two years. 
Do you know what I mean? There's there are always going to be people that don't know what the hell's going on in the in no, the, in no, the I business. I know that, but but it hurts. But it hurts games like Ark in the long run because the guys who are hardcore and understand the game and what it's supposed to happen in the game are now done with the game, and you got a bunch of noobs playing the game. So the 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 difficulty level and the skill gap of the people oh, playing huge. the game huge. now is ridiculous. Right. You don't have the badasses playing. You've got a bunch of monkeys playing. Right. So when you so come into the game, that that's also the people have been playing it for two years. All of a sudden you come onto an island and all of a sudden this guy's got this fortress. You're like, the game just came out. How does this guy have how does this guy have I'm everything? Saying. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Right. And now now they just rule over all the monkeys. Right, because they can do whatever they want to them. If, if they're in the same server with some dude who's been playing since since day one, what he's in the same server with these people? How does that work? But is that? I, I, I still think that's fair, though. I mean, that guy's been playing it for two years, right? For for the amount of stuff that people complain about in an MMO or a cooperative game, you don't think that's going to be on the top list? Oh, like, I know it is. Can't do anything in this world because there's some dude who's ruling a castle with flying yeah, dinosaurs who shits on me every day. Yeah, but that's just like, like life, though. Right? Oh, I see. Right. So I'm going to pay $60 to get shit on. That's well, that's what we're going to do now? Some people go to work and they get shit on, and they, and they don't even... Yes but, <laughs> yes, but they bought the game not to be shit on. They bought the game to be like their own little personal god, not to pay someone to be shit on. But there, yeah. There's many little things, and someone can always complain about everything, right? There's always going to be someone complaining about something and, and say that it's not fair because this person has been playing the game longer than me. I mean, that's Listen, just, that's just I, what it is. I, well, I'm just worried about... I'm worried about the consequences of... Uh, inpatient quick sales for games that are not out. That's what I'm. That's what I'm worried about. All right. Well, speaking of a game that's also not out, but it's going to release sometime in this uh, this last quarter of 2017 is PUBG, right? And PUBG is under scrutiny now, right? Because player player knowns battlegrounds creator response to microtransactions and uh, and and confusion because people are pissed off that there's microtransactions in this game, and I don't know why. I really don't know why, and I think it's quite funny that they're putting in cosmetic stuff because now they they just came out with an update today. Today they released it. It's first-person mode, right? Meaning, what happens when you're in first-person, Sarge? No feel of you. Right. You never see you no what your you never see what your character looks like, right? So, what's great about PUBG though is that it's a third-person also, and then you can actually see what you look like. So they're coming out with cosmetic stuff that you can pay for for two fifty. Comes out with I think four or five pieces of clothing in the actual case that that you get, okay. Um, and then you can also get rewards and stuff that that if you play the game itself, right, you would be able to get crates just like you're doing now, and then getting random stuff as you get right. So you can either grind out like Overwatch, get your loot crate open it up and then whatever you have you have or if uh the the battle royale one we talked about last week comes out and you pay 250 for it and then you have the whole whatever you want okay so of course they make you you're going to spend about $30 before you can get all the costumes because it's not a full set of that gear it's random pieces of clothing from these characters from battle royale that you would have to at least buy a minimum of $30 to potentially get the chance of getting it all right if you're super lucky so, the uh, the owner of it, all right, uh, Brendan or Brandon, Brandon Green, okay, he's the creator of PUBG. Said, "Look, we have to test out the microtransactions before the games goes live, so we know it's right and wrong about the actual system. If we don't test it out, and then the game comes out and it doesn't work, 
well then that's bad on us, right? So we need to test out, we need to test out to see if the microtransactions works. And if they do, then great. If you don't want to buy any of these, you don't have to. In what way, shape, or form does this affect anybody that's playing PUBG right now that's outrageous? They're like, oh, they're bringing microtransactions in. Those scumbags are trying to make money. Like, how dare they, since they sold 1.8 million copies, don't they have enough money? Like, this is the complaint that's happening on Reddit and happening all over the place. You, you can say whatever you want to say about microtransactions. Your job as a consumer and as an intelligent gamer, and I use those as two separate things, okay, is to vote with your vote with your wallet. That's how it works. They will do what works, and you tell them what it works. So if you're going to be if you're going to be absent-minded and you don't think that your purchase matters for whatever reason, and then you complain later on why things are still in games, it's because you allowed it, right? We will get we will we as gamers will get exactly the market we want because in most place in most areas of the economy people do run the show but this is a very small bracket of, of gamers we're millions and millions of gamers but our our reaction to things is immediate is immediate when something happens the next season stuff is happening already if microtransactions works everybody's doing microtransactions if such and such works they're going to release it next season the next season it's coming out you have to make the choice you have to make the choice I, I personally, I know certain things I will purchase if it makes sense, but I'm not going to just throw money because I think that I'm going to be better than somebody else. It sends the wrong message because I have get a gun or I get a skin before somebody else because I'm going to pre-order for something. Like if you know, if you know that the numbers run the show and you know that pre-order sales run the company and you should know this by now, they do. And that's why they push them. Then you have to send a message. Right. Show me what you made first and I'll give you my money. That's all. I don't think that's I don't, I don't think that's a, a hard thing to go by. I don't think everybody else is running around handing out money for anything else before they actually have it. Right. Right. You're not giving out money for the new car or your new washing machine before you actually have the machine in your house. Right. Because you're just gonna, you're going to be guaranteed something. Right. I'm going to get to the washing machine, but it's going to have an extra dish rack in there. Like whatever, whatever it is. Got to love that just, extra dish just rack. Be smart, just be smart about it. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. It, it matters. But why, it matters now. It matters now. But why do people... Here, here's a question, though. Why do people get upset as customers, as gamers, right? Why am I getting upset that the company's making money? Why am I... Am I jealous of them making money? Am I... Why do people get mad at a company when they're trying to make money a business, when they're trying to make a game and make it last and have years of success for it, but people yet are like, well, how dare you? We paid $35 Right. It's, it's there's two there's two there's two things that you're talking about there. The first thing is is they're not they're not just mad. It's misplaced anger because they don't understand how it kind of works. A business is a business. When when video games became a multi-million dollar and now we know billion dollar industry, it's a money game now. It's not about the art of the game and what we can make. It's about how much money we can make and and, and that's a, that's a corporation. That's what happens. So now that we're part of this machine now, you cannot be upset by a corporation trying to make money because that's its sole purpose in life is to make money. If you're a company, that's what you do. You're incorporated to make money. That's what it is. So now 
if you're upset by that and you think that your favorite development team is trying to do a money grab on you and you actually say this out loud to yourself and you blog about it or Instagram about it or tweet about it or whatever you're doing and you're mad, then the only thing you, you can do is be like, well, I'm going to stop buying their products. Right. Like that's the that's the immediate thing you can do. If you don't like what they're doing, don't buy their product. Don't be fooled by hype. Buy from the people that you feel that you feel something from that you think they're trying to do something. If that's the way you feel about it, don't just throw money at it. I can see this happening right now. I'm going to call it right now. I can see skins happening from your favorite streamers, like a Dr. Disrespect, right? Or your favorite streamers t-shirt or something's going to be a virtual t-shirt sale of your character inside the PUBG. I can see this happening. So if you watch your favorite streamer, Maybe if you sub to him, maybe if you purchase the actual uh, item in game, maybe they get a small percentage of that. I can totally see that happening with a game like this. I don't. I don't like the uh, going back to your PUBG discussion. Like, I don't personally think that first person should be in there right away. I think that should be something that comes out well, later in, on. It's in now. It's the in game, there now. I know, but the game is hard. The game is hard enough as it is without my field of view being more narrow. Right, I think the game is hard enough as it is. When you go into first person in that game, the the kill counts go up higher and quicker. I, I can think... guarantee it. I can guarantee it. Thanks, buddy. That's yours. Can I have mine? You know, I just I I like the way the game is. I love what they're trying to do with it. And Last Man Standing is a great, great title. Like that's that's a that's what we've been playing for a while. They're just different versions of it, but. If a game, if if once again, if a game is not out yet, and this is why I think that the whole, the whole manufactured of the of the early release game is, I don't really believe that the guys who are making the game have a complete vision for the game. I think they have an idea, they went with it, they they put a skeleton together, and then they released it to everybody to see if they liked it or not. But there's not an entire vision for what the game is because that's why you get so many changes. They, they change it all the way in the game, right? For like the whole year or two years, right? Like if you actually had a vision for the game, you follow the vision to its completion, and we move on to the next thing. Not that okay, we're gonna try this. Okay, we're gonna try this. Okay, we're gonna try like you don't do you do you or do you right. not know what you want this game to be? Like that's that's what you have to look out for because if if they're trying to do too much, if there's too much stuff going on, and there's there's too many switches or too many mechanic changes. Like you have to understand that even the developers don't know what they want to do now. Right. Right. That's that's I think that's one of the problems, I think, for Star Citizen. I think there's too much going on and I don't think they know what they want to do. It's got so many things going on. And I think for other games the same way. No Man's Sky was the same thing. Too many things going on. They didn't know what they wanted to do. And and I think that uh, publishers have too much of their hand down the back of their pants. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't get to do what they want to do. They have to do what they're told to do right. under, under certain pretenses because of either a release date, a bonus, right, whatever right. kind of function thing is going on. We just we just need to be more conscious conscious of the early access stuff and microtransactions and how they relate to the game, right? You everyone knows now, especially if it's released on PC, they will data mine. And they will figure out if the stuff is in the game before it's supposed to be out, right? But well, you're talking, yeah, you're talking about any any, any anything PUBG, from PC. Yeah, they'll, they'll, PUBG, same thing. 
right? You have to be a, you have to be vigilant to know that if if I, if the game is being sold to me at this price point, and I find out that there's stuff in the game that's not there, but they're trying to sell it to me as a DLC. Either number one, the development team has to do a better job of hiding that shit from us because we're too good at finding it, or just admit to it, tell us you didn't know what you were trying to do, and just own it. Own what you own the fact that you didn't know what you were trying to do, and this is the this is what came out. But they don't. They always try to do shady shit to see what they can get over on you and to see whether or not you will you'll just deal with it. Right, until someone calls them out on it, right? Uh just to go back a little bit, um, uh, Goblin actually answered the question about the legacy server. So you guys listening or watching on YouTube and can't see the chat, uh, Goblin said that there's going to be two different types of servers. There's going to be a legacy server that players can only play on legacy servers that have the game already, right? So new players, uh, so new players in Arc will not be able to get into those legacy servers. Now, if those characters that are on the legacy servers want to be in the new servers, then they would have to start from scratch. And I can't see. Th- putting two years of time into something and then going, yeah, I'm going to start over. Like, I don't see that happening. So there you go. Thanks. Thanks for that info. Gobble. I appreciate that. Um, as far as the microtransactions for early access game, the reason, and uh, in the story that we just talked about, um, he was talking about that. They have to test out the, the microtransactions before the game launches. They want to make sure it works. They didn't say this is going to be a full time thing throughout the whole, the whole rest of the process of PUBG. They just want to make sure that it actually works. Now, it is a little shady. I agree with you as far as uh, charging microtransactions for anything or doing anything like that for an early access game. I, I, I 100% agree. Now, I like the business model of the free-to-play game that's doing very well, which is Warframe. I didn't even think I was going to talk about this. I literally just thought about it right now, right, as we were talking. Warframe is coming out with updates after updates after updates. And now they're coming out with this open world experience part of their game that they've never had before in the game. And these guys are making quality, quality content, okay, with this game. Uh, the graphics are visually just stunning. The, the, the game is just awesome. The, the customization in the game, I mean, and this game does not hold your hand, okay? They're going, basically, everything that the rest of the industry is doing where they're like, this is how you do it. This is how you play. This is what we want you to do. Make it easy for everyone. This game's like boom, 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 boom. Double middle fingers up at you because the learning curve in this thing is like a cliff, okay? There's so many things in this game that you don't realize, and when you look at it, you're like, what is happening? But it's such a good game, and their business model is so great because the people that like that game, you can pay $60 or $70, I think it is, to unlock all the stuff in the game and then just earn it while you go through, right? Like you know what you have to do to get it, get it now it'll take you a lot less time now if you just play that game and just grind you can get the exact same material and everything that you can if you pay for it you're spending time but the only difference is you only have a certain amount of slots for warframes where if you buy the game outright you can unlock all the warframes and all the stuff where if you're playing it for free you can only i think have two i think three warframes so once you level up and get everything up, you're like, all right, well, I'm done with that. And you have to delete it and then work your way up another tree, basically. But I really like what they're doing. These guys are a small company, okay? And they're making money because there are people that are paying. I believe it's 170 people that are working on the game. Yeah. That's it. That's, so, the whole, that's the whole development team. So they're making money by these microtransactions in the game, okay? They're also making money by people buying the actual game. And it's a, it's a, it's a great game. Now there's, there's other games. Now you look at it that are not free to play 
yet they charge for the early access. They charge for full, double the price when they come out. They charge for microtransactions inside the game. So I don't know. It's a, everyone's got the, each their own, I guess, as a business model. But I have to say, what Grand Theft Auto is doing for GTA Online, awesome. What, what Warframe is doing for, for their whole game, awesome warframe is free yes, yes. They, they are they are leading they are leading the they're leading by example of what could be the correct model right because it's not considered a shady misrepresentation of what they do right it's it's just too bad that the majority of what's going on right now is just pure trash i would like to see a company they haven't done with this video games yet they've done it with 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 music with music where they they say i make an album it's free to the public, and you pay what you want. You know what I mean? I think I think if they if a, if a game company, I don't think it's a big deal to pay a buck a song. No, I understand that. What or I'm two saying, two bucks a song. An album's got 10, 12 songs. But that's what I'm, dollar, that's what I'm saying. Dollar, two dollars for a song. I I don't understand why there's such a big travesty going on with the music industry about no one can make any money. Well, like, no. What, what I'm saying is they make more money when people come out and say pay what you want for your album. They actually make more money doing that than they would if they got it published and through the thing and then they got their percentage from it right because for every one person that doesn't pay or every 10 people that don't pay there's one person that pays right so and some people pay more so there's someone might live, listen to that album and go this is the best album i've ever played uh, listened to by in my entire life i'm gonna pay 40 bucks for this right because this i feel like this person put his blood sweat and tears into this why doesn't the game company especially like a game like like a Fortnite or warframe where it's free and they just say Pay what you want, right? And I guarantee you, they make a shit ton of money, because if it, because no, I, I don't think so. There's too many pirates going on. You, you're, you're having too much faith in your humanity. No, right no. Now. Well, there's pirates for for music as well. It's you're it's a it's a proven no. It's a proven fact that people that 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 say pay what you want for their for their albums have made more money than they've done with the. If a game comes out, okay, even if it gets pirated, okay, there's still gonna be more people that don't pirate, right? You hear about the pirates because they're. The, the the few have louder voices than the people that are that that pay, but if someone came out with a game and it was free to play, like if Witcher three came out and said this game is free, it's pay what you want. You don't think there'd be a shit ton of people going take my money? Here's a hundred dollars for all the stuff that I, you did because I, that game is know. so good. You don't think people don't would know. do that? I don't know. I don't have the facts to back it up. Well, it's is, not about is, facts. This, I mean, this, just, yes, it is. This is a, this is a subjective argument. You're telling me that your 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 belief. Is more people would pay for things that they didn't have to pay for, and you would yes. make more money than if I established a price point for a product. That's a subjective conversation. It's not fact. Well, no, I didn't say it was fact. It's not fact. I didn't say I, it was fact. I, I, I'm hoping that you, I'm, I, you're, you're giving too much credit to humanity. I, I would say you would make some money, but I would think that if you gave them options of just it's free or whatever you want to pay, I'm telling you, most of the people are going to take free. Okay, that's what they do. I that's, just, that's I just the, think that's why the music industry tanked. Because nobody wanted to pay for shit. Well, the music industry didn't tank; it went digital, and they've actually made more money now than they've ever made before. Because before after the after the, re, after the reconstruction, when they stopped, because now people pay more money. Yeah, because yeah, now people pay dollar fifty. No, because it's in the music musicians' hands now. It's not in the it's not in the, it's not in the actual recorders, uh, the recording yeah. artists, uh, as, studios, as it, as it should be. All right, so. I don't know. I think if a, I would like to see a video game company, a small independent or whatever, if you make a good game, a great game, right? I think you would make more money by saying pay what you want than you would if you put it out there and said this game is forty dollars, this game is sixty dollars. I think if you just said here's a game I I did, 
Uh, I like to put it out there. I mean, look what Minecraft did. Minecraft charged the smallest amount ever to a fucking video game, and they went on to be the world's largest video game company, <laughs> single video well, game company. That's, that, that's because he followed proper business model, which is you grow slowly until you until you establish your product and then maintain to the point where you show what your actual thing is, what your actual product is going to be. And then once you've worked up a, a, uh, a, a, a demographic of people that you know about the game, then you incrementally grow and let it build from there. Because that game's on like every platform now, right? It's on everything. Everything. It's on mobile. It's on, it's on everything. It's on Nintendo. It's on. Right. It's on everything. everything. Right. Well, when it's a, when it, it, that's a very special type of, of case though, because it, besides besides the normal adults that play Minecraft, Minecraft basically is for kids, and it teaches a lot of valuable things even in real life in that game, even though people don't think it does. It does. And since the demographic of children can be anywhere from like eight to like seventeen, okay, that demographic only gets bigger, right? Right. There's always more children, so the game will do well for as long as everyone will play the game. That it's it's almost like a gateway game into other gaming because yeah, yeah. it's an it's an everything. What game. what is what does Minecraft cost right now? Minecraft costs twenty six ninety five. So. For thirty dollars, it, it's gone up from eight. I saw it go up to ten, to twelve, to fifteen, to twenty. Now it's, it's the only twenty six. I know of that over time it's gone up in price. Where every other game is, right. comes out and then goes down in price. Right. It's weird. Right. I don't know. I, here you can get it for Windows Ten for seven ninety five. I paid for I paid well, I for to, it almost a decade buy, ago. Yeah, but I have to buy Windows Ten to get it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's it's just crazy. Ten. I'm gonna pirate that bitch. Oh, we're just talking about games. Uh, games. Uh, in general about uh, I brought up a point of what about if a game came out that that charged nothing and said pay what you want and then we got into what Minecraft and what Minecraft did with the small amount of margin because they started at eight dollars and then worked their way up right so um, all right well another story I want to talk about is Friday the 13th they sold 1.8 million copies over the last two months which for an independent company for a small house Last two months, they sold 1.8 million 1. copies? 1.8 million copies, yeah. When okay. it came out uh, May 28th, I think it was. Okay. So two months, they sold 1.8 million copies, and they're still seeing sales uh, go up uh, now, right? They are coming out with a brand-new map and uh, DLC. They don't know when, they but they said very soon. They didn't give us a date. Don't worry, don't worry people. They, they're still supporting it. So they are supporting it, even though, because we talked about it last week, they're coming out with a new game, but that's a different uh, same company, but different department inside the company uh the friday the 13th company is still staying uh strong with this and they're supporting it in in the future um so i just want to put that out there they have sold 1.8 million copies which is nothing you know that's that's fantastic for for a company like that you don't even want to talk about the third friday the 13th i wanted to quit production on it <laughs> no they didn't want to quit production on it they they didn't quit production that's a rumor we went over that last week in the in the, in the show um Okay, what else is that? Oh, Grand Theft Auto 6. Don't expect it anytime don't, don't soon. Don't even bother talking about it. All right, so, so there's don't people, there's people, people <laughs> wondering, right? Last week we talked about how they said that they already started mocapping for it and then it was fake. It was a story that was fake. Uh, let's just put it in perspective for people, right? Red Dead Redemption is coming out next year. Says spring. Maybe, maybe in the spring. Right, maybe in the spring. But... 
just think about that, okay? Why in the hell would they go Red Dead Redemption in the following fall or summer or spring in 2019 no go, hey, we're coming out with Grand Theft Auto 6? It's, no it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, right? So let's just put it in perspective for the people that are out there that are like, well, why not? Why wouldn't they announce Grand Theft Auto 6 anytime soon? One, because they're making a shit ton of money off of Grand Theft Auto 5 online, okay? They're making a, a crap ton of money. They're They're laughing. They're laughing their way to the bank. They're like, we've made more money <laughs> off this one thing, off the online feature than we ever did on any other game, right? They're, they're almost making a billion dollars, okay? Almost a billion dollars, okay? It takes three to five years to make a game, okay? Grand Theft Auto, it takes them five to seven years to make a Grand Theft Auto game, okay? So we're not seeing Grand Theft Auto 6 to at least... At least when did when did Grand Theft Auto Five come out? I think it came out in 2013. Am I am I correct? GTA. We, we, we already went over this. Yeah, I know. 15. Fifteen. Yeah, it was fifteen. No, it was fifteen it for was... PC. No, you told me it was fifteen for September seventh of 2013. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen, and then uh, right, PC version. Yeah, right, right, right. 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 So and then it came out on. Uh, uh, April of 2015 for Windows. Yeah, yeah. So 13. So here we are. We are we are four years into the cycle of Grand Theft Auto 5. Okay. Now, Red Dead Redemption was supposed to come out this fall, and then they pushed it back to spring. So if that's the case, let's just add an additional four to five years on top of the number that we're at right now, and that's 17. So 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. We're not going to see Grand Theft Auto earliest till 2021. Do you, do you think it'll be earlier than that? I, I think Storm had it right. Maybe around 2020? 2020? 22, 23. Yeah. I, I say 2021. Because you, need, you need five years. You need four or five years for Red Dead to be out. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't started anything. with. The, yeah. Maybe they have the story down and they know where they want to they want to do it. I don't think they have anything remotely done with, with uh, Grand Theft Auto 6. And, and by the way. Every GTA game has gotten more ridiculous each time. So, whatever they're coming, whatever their thought process is, has to beat GTA Five. Well, I, I bet you Rockstar was like, "All right, listen here, Microsoft and PlayStation. Are We're you guys? GTA are, World. Are you guys? Are you guys coming out with any fucking systems from here to 2021? They're like, PlayStation's like, well, we got we got one in the works in 2019, 2020, and Grand Theft Auto was like, uh. Xbox is like. Well, we got one coming out in 2021, 2022, and they're like, all right, so that's what we're doing. We're going to make it for that system. Let's see what we can do for it. I would like to see I would like to see it come out on a new system, and I don't want to see it coming out on like the Xbox One X. I would like to see it come out on like the PlayStation 5 or Xbox 2 or whatever the fuck they're going to name it, which we talked about many, many shows back that they already started talking about PlayStation 5 in the works, and 2019 is the actual probably when it's coming out. Uh, Rockstar is smart. They know how to new consoles is coming out. I bet they are going to see how Red Dead 2 is played on the consoles and wait for the next console to start production. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I said that before I even read your thing, right? So, absolutely. I agree 100%. Grand Theft Auto 6 is not even in that. Red Dead Redemption 2 is what their, their main focus is on right now. And that game, you think Grand Theft Auto 5 was ridiculous. They want to do the exact same thing. They want to make a carbon copy 
of what they did with Grand Theft Auto V, but now but in the, the Western, West. in the Wild West, right? For so the online and capability. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't, listen, I don't think it can be exactly the same no, because the no. toy level is completely different in right. the Wild West. What are you going to pay, a million dollars for a horse wagon? Right. Right? I'm going to get like a rare Mustang. Like, what right. are we going to get? Like, right. what are we going to get? Like, right. no. You too can own this bear for just $2 million. It's like, wait a minute. I think the I think the currency needs to come down a little bit. I don't think you get, you should be getting paid like hundreds and hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. It should be like tens to hundreds of dollars for like a good a good heist. Do you know what I mean? It's the West, and it's a prequel. It's a prequel. It's not it's not it's not the future. Yeah, I know, I know. So, all right. Um, let's see. Call of Duty. World War II beta gets you, and this is what it gets you, okay? It gets you a fucking private beta combat pack. It gets you a fucking helmet, man. You get a World War II helmet. Look at this. Who doesn't want that? I don't. I don't, and I will not pre-order it. One, I will not pre-order that anyway. And two, I am not going to order it because I get a fucking helmet. Is that an actual helmet? Access to private beta combat packs sold separately. Actual platform availability on launch date subject to change. Blah blah blah. You get an emblem and you get a you get a helmet. Yay. I you know are I'm I'm excited to see what they do, but I'm not excited to get the game. Does that make sense? Like I want I want Call of Duty to come back to what it was, because I used to love the old World War II. World War One Call of Duties, right? I want them to come back, but then they added zombies, and I'm like, all right, uh, I'm done. They're I, already worried. How right. do you how do you how do you go back to grassroots boots on the ground, and then not be confident and say, well, don't worry, guys, in case it fails, we got zombies. Like, right? What what are you talking about? Like, I would have I would have waited until the game was released before you fail. Me- before you zombies. before you mention anything about the zombies. Like, I don't know. But but that's how. Listen, but that's okay. But this is the level that we're at. The amount of money that goes into these AAA titles and the risk that goes in is at such a level that they have to bait you and to get you to pre-order in order to make the the stockholders feel better. Because when they get the pre-order numbers, then they know their money is safe before the game's even out. They know what the numbers are already. Like you, you have to understand that this is how it works. You don't see every game doing the same tactics. It's just the AAA titles that are doing this kind of nonsense because they're scared shitless that the money that they put into this is not going to go is not going to come out. And and that's 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 the game. They're 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 that look, scared. Look, they're that scared. Look, I don't buy Call of Duty. I don't I'm not investing in Call of Duty because of zombies, right? Call of Duty 1 didn't have zombies. Great game. Call of Duty 2 didn't have zombies. Great game. Modern Warfare 1 didn't have zombies. Great fucking game. Modern Warfare 2 the last fucking final great game that they made, no zombies. After that, they started adding zombies. If I wanted a zombie, I don't care how good it looks, Santos. I don't care how good it looks. If I wanted to play a zombie game, I get Dead Island. I get Left for Dead. I get Fortnite. I get a game like Resident Evil. Okay? Because those have zombies. That's a zombie game. World War II, Call of Duty. Does not need zombies. Does not need zombies. It can stand alone just as is. I think going zombies is like a cop out. I yeah, think it's yeah, a, it's it's one hundred percent cop out. They don't feel that their game is strong enough, right? Look at Battlefield with all the good and bad that's happened with Battlefield. Do you think they're ever going to go? EA is like, mm, 
know what we could do is in Battlefield? Zombies. Zombie, yeah, zombies. We oh, you know zombies. what? We could put zombies in Star Wars, too. No. Okay? No. I love zombies. I love zombies. But I love zombie games. State of Decay 2? All over that shit, right? I didn't ask for State of Decay 2 to put fucking World War II elements into State of Decay. No. They just, they're, they know what they are. They know they're a zombie survival game, and that's what they are. World War II, Call of Duty is supposed to be boots on the ground, World War II fighting, get me in the trenches, get me on the fucking beach, get me, to make me feel like I'm in World War II. I don't want to come out of a trench, look over the thing, and then see a fucking zombie ah, coming at me. <laughs> it, breaks, it breaks immersion for what you're trying to do. It's so, it's so, I don't know. To me, and I know this is going to sell. People are going to hook, line, and sinker. They're like, Call of Duty's back, baby. And they put zombies. I loved uh, whatever the what, Black Ops zombie edition or whatever the fuck it was called. Terrible. Terrible. It's probably one of the worst Call of Duty games out there. Okay? And now they're like, eh, let's put zombies in the game. I'm out, dude. I'm out. I'm not going to play it. And if I do play this, I will never, ever. I, I, I will never play the zombie mode in the game. Ever. Just like I don't play like PvP in certain things. Or I don't play story missions in PvP games that come out with story missions. Okay? Terrible. Terrible idea, Activision. Go back to your home and rethink it. Go to your room. You go to your just, room, Activision. Just remember, just remember, most of the Activision games from back in the day also sucked. So I can't imagine that the growth of the company after they stopped making games and became a publishing, country, a publishing company, they brought anything good with them. Right? If they if they're in control, they're in control of what your imagination can hold, right? They're in control of it, and so that's my issue with Activision. Right? So, that's so, why that's why we're having this battle with these AAA titles because publishers have too much control or too much creative control over the development team, and that's why we're ending up with these carbon copy cutouts of the same game every year, just with a different skin on it. Now it's World War II. Now it's Star Wars. Now it's this. It, it, it's just another skin on top of the same cutout. It, it, it's very hard for these AAA titles to be, to, to be open and do something different when they're so concerned about the bottom line. And that's what it is right now. When you're spending that much money on a title, this is, this is what we're going to end up with. And so they are going to market it the best way they know how. They're going to bribe you with as many pre-order bonuses as they could possibly can. They want those pre-order numbers in. That's the way it works. And if you don't like it, if you don't like microtransactions, you don't like this kind of shit, just don't do it. Here, here, let, here's, them, let them show you what they made and then buy it. Here's, here's the zombie it. mode. Here, here's the zombie oh, mode in, in, in Call of Duty. I'm excited. I'm just, I'm just, let me put this question out there for you guys in the chat. So you're not interested in, in, in Call of Duty. You're interested in Call of Duty as a zombie game. That's what you're interested in. That's what's selling it for you guys is this is what's bringing you over the edge, going, killing zombie Nazis. This is this is what does it, right? Why won't you get Wolfenstein? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the same thing. Is it not? It, it, listen, the, the, you have to, if, for those of us, you have to, once again, this, this is a factor. This is a factor. Games have been out for so long now with the IPs that we grew up with that are being recycled. They're trying to recycle them in a way that makes them up and makes them new and fresh for new people. Like I'm not interested in, in Wolfenstein because I know what Wolfenstein is. However, after watching the trailer and seeing what they're doing to it, 
that to me would have sold me if I have never sold Wolfenstein before. I would definitely get Wolfenstein. Right. I'm not going to lie. Right. Because the way they portray it, the way they set it up, the, the way the story is told, I wish I had that story back then. And I got the game back then just from the just from the, the, the hint of the story of what the Wolfenstein was about. Right. And Wolfenstein, I'm trying to remember who was first, though. I think Wolfenstein was first, then Doom. I believe uh, Wolfenstein Yes, was Wolfenstein original. was first, yeah. Wolfenstein was the original first person, I believe. I might be incorrect because it's been a lot of years. But I just... First and foremost, the game should be fun. And in order for a game to be fun, it has to have A, B, and C mechanics or whatever else for the game to be fun for an individual in order for it to sell well. If 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 over the period of time that I'm I'm part of the IP, that the the A, B, and C to the game is always the same and nothing ever changes, you're gonna lose me after a while. I don't care anymore. That's why they have to recycle, they have to wait a little bit and then bring the game back again for the reason why you wanna play it. Like I wanna see Nazis again rule the rule the planet and me have to be the hero. Like that kind of thing is coming back again. Like I get it. But we can't do the same thing every year. They're trying. They're trying. I like the, like, like the alternating, like the alternating battlefield and battlefront, right? Right. One year battlefield, one year battlefront, and we go back and forth. It's not bad. It's a two year cycle. That's not bad. The Call of Duty thing got burned out because there was a Call of Duty every year. Right. Like there was a Madden every year. Like there's a Forza every year. Like it's just. It, it's just bizarre that you think you're going to buy the same game every year when nothing changes except the fact that zombies are there. Like I, I think this looks phenomenal, right? The Call of Duty war looks great. I'm excited about this, but I'm worried now because they threw zombies into the game, right? Because I'm telling you, because they threw that mode in there, they feel like this game is not as good and it needed something else on top of it to get it over the top, Right. That's the way I look at it. I just feel it, it, it looks. It looks. It reminds me of an updated version, version of Call of Duty Two of, of, of the Call of Duty, yes. right? Of the of the old one. I think this looks fan, fantastic, right? And I've hated Call of Duty ever since Modern Warfare Two. I played everything up to Modern Warfare Two. Stopped playing Modern uh, after Modern Warfare Two, and they came out with the other one. I was like, no, World at War is what it was, right? That was the next one right after Modern Warfare Two. Um. After that, I was like, I'm done. I can't I can't deal with the same same old, same old Call of Duty. And now I, 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 I might it, get I admit, this. I admit, listen, I admit it, it looks good. It does look very good. See, my, my thing is is uh being I was I, I was a history major and I loved World War II. I loved it. I, I know pretty much everything you need to know about World War II without being a snob about it. Okay. So uh, when I see a game like this. I want to be immersed in the actual battle of it, and DXC said it best, where it it does it is a little too arcadey. I like a little bit more tactics to the game, and uh, Santos also sent me a um, a video about a World War II game coming out. I'm pretty sure it's only for PC. I don't remember the name, Santos, if you're still listening, <clears throat> but it's basically World War II like Arma, but it's World War II, and it's a hundred players. A match and it's on a it's on a four kilometer square map it's like a large map hmm. and so everybody everybody is spread out and you have to have commanders and squads it's like that kind of level of tactics it's not just running gun it's not like a battlefield it's an actual battle like that kind of level of detail all the guns are real all the vehicles are going to be real it's an mmo type of thing everybody's playing 
And I can't remember the name. Santos will probably say it into the chat. But that's the one I'm looking for because I want to see it. Because I, I originally played World War II Online when they first tried it out. This was about probably 10 years ago when World War II Online came out. It was done It was done kind of well. It had the battlefield mechanics in there of Conquest where you had to fight over a point. When you took over that point, the other team would be pushed back to a different point. So it had time for you to rebuild it and then push on. Like you rebuild the fortifications and all that kind of stuff. I would like to see that level again. A World War II game on that level, I would like to see. Right. Because to me, that's... That's the immersion for me. Like I like to be part of that. That's I, I enjoyed Battlefield One, number one, because it looks so good, right? That it's the mechanics. Thank you, Santos. It's the mechanics of the Is game. Is that what it's called? Hell Let Loose. It's the mechanics of the game that that bring it down for me a little bit because I don't like the arcadey stuff thrown in with the tactical stuff just because of the sake of trying to balance out the game, which doesn't balance out the game, like. Every battlefield had a motor pool. You spawn, vehicles in a location, you decided to pick up the vehicle, and you go. In the new battlefront, the new battlefield, it's this thing where I pick the tank, but I have to wait in a queue to get the tank, and then when I get into the tank, I have to pick the tank I want before somebody else picks tank, otherwise I lose the tank. And so you only have, like, two tanks on the board. Now, I understand that World War One was not a mechanized war. It was an infantry war. Tanks were brought out at the end of the war to help break the stalemate in order to push through the miles right. and miles of bob wire and trenches in order for p troops to move forward. That's the whole reason behind it. But at least you could do is put the tanks on the map, like a couple tanks on the map that you can just run up to and get in. Or better yet, you walk up to the tank, and if you don't like that tank, you can click on it and change to the tank you want. But at least it's on the map, not this spawn vehicle thing right. or spawn plane thing. No, I agree like, with you. Yeah. Like I don't like that. I, it breaks. That's arcadey. It, yeah. It breaks the It breaks the immersion of the battle. Like in the old games, even in the older Battlefield games, if there was a good pilot and he was smart. He knew to to start strafing the strafing other the air, air, air base. Yeah. Okay. Now everyone says that's cheese because you got your guys in a pin, but it wasn't like the the developers didn't factor that in. You're supposed to go over to the AA gun and shoot the AA, and shoot the guy out of the sky. Like that's the whole point. It's a it's a very it was done as a very well uh, excuse me a very well done paper rock scissor game where. If the pilot blocks the airfield, you needed to get the A-gun to block the pilot. Then you get your planes in the air to cover your eyes. Like, that's the flow of battle. It's not just supposed to be run around and shoot the whole time. They're, they're, they're leaning more towards Call of Duty than they know because you're taking the tactics out of it. Right. Like, I still, I still think to this day that Battlefield can put in things, missions in the game for the battle. Like, if during operations— you destroy the ammo dump, you get bonuses. If you defend the ammo dump, you get bonuses. Like that kind of thing where you give them missions in game. Like your squad's job is to knock out the uh, the supply depot. And so now you work I, as a squad. You work, it, it comes up as a random mission. Well, that's squad like, right now. That's But that's why I, I, I want to get an updated graphics card. I think I want to play squad. Yeah, squad, honest, squad is actually pretty good because there's certain squads that have to go around and then if if something's happening on a, the enemy's doing something on part of the map and they're you know suppressing their other thing or they own the airfield they're like hey 
They they own the Rockets over here. We have to take this this part over. So they'll send they'll send a squad over there to deal right. with it while the other ones are up front trying to, you know, and what's wrong? Divide, what's, split the fire. Let's have what's wrong with having one guy on the team, like maybe the 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 thirty third guy on the team as the as the leader, the general guy, and he well, walks around and he's got a hat on. And then he gets to talk to everybody and gives that order. Well, that's what in squad, every squad leader gets to talk to every other squad leader, but yeah. can't communicate to this, their squads. Okay. That's fine. So They're like, if, right. So if you have a squad and I have a squad, we could talk to each other, but I can't talk to your squad and you can't talk to my squad. So you give me orders. Okay. And then I take my orders and then tell my squad, okay, Sarge has got his group over here. Let's yes. take over here. That see, and I think that would be actually better if we played a game like that and we weren't on the same squad and we just had each of us were on a different squad running each command of each squad. Yeah, but see, I remember I remember playing Battlefield 1942 with 64 players, even back then, on computer, okay? And I remember playing that way. I remember playing on a team where they would say, okay, this group goes here, this group goes here, your job is the airfield. Your job is this. And the game just plays out. It's It, it becomes an actual battle. It becomes an actual battle. Right. right? There's, a, there's the guys who drive the ships. There's the guys who fly the planes. They hide the ships so the subs can't get them. You bomb the airfield so they can't bomb your ships. It becomes an actual battle. And the scoring showed it. It wasn't just run and gun and shoot and KD. That was it. I don't like it to break down like that. I understand the fun factor when it when it is that way, but there, I I still think that people like a little bit more tactical, strategical game than just running and shooting. Otherwise, you would just play Call of Duty. Right. I, I, the, the only thing I don't like about Battlefield One is is the arcadiness of push a button. I'm in a plane. Do you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden I'm there. I don't have to take off anymore. I don't have to do it. I mean that's that's part of the game, but a lot of people were getting, I guess, grieved or upset that you would have to run to an airplane and whoever got in it first got it, and then that person would die right away. I don't know. I just that, think that's how it worked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. You know, maybe maybe if you got into a squad together and be like, hey, who wants to get some planes? I'll guard the plane. You get the plane this time. Like, no, it's everyone that they 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 had to take that out of it because everybody was complaining because people were running for planes. Like, yeah. That's how it is. And if you didn't get a plane, now your job is to go do something else. That's how it works. Not just, oh, I'm going to pick the plane. Every, everyone's pressing the button like this because they're trying to get the plane. <laughs> right? That it's just That's just dumb. Right? Do you remember flying around the B-17? Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. yeah, do you yeah. remember flying around and having two gunners yep. and having the that there's a guy behind us quick yep. at the bombing run in? Yep. And you'd actually have to look down the bomb site and drop that fucking payload of fucking bombs onto the tanks because the Tiger tanks were fucking insane in that game. That's good right? stuff. It's good stuff. Right? That's like that's a fucking game. Battlefield, I'm telling you, stop making new Battlefield games. Just remaster, redo Battlefield 1942. There's your segue, okay? And my prediction, and it's going to stand, my prediction is next year, and I'm, I'm trying to remember when the anniversary date is. I think it's coming up, right? I'm trying to remember the anniversary date is. Of what? Battlefield 1942? Uh, Battlefield 1942, okay? Like 2000. I'm, I'm, I'm calling out they're going to do a remaster of 1942 with updated graphics, 4K shit. I guarantee it as their anniversary. It's going to come back because, and I'll say this again, because they have to try to trump and I don't mean to use that word in that way. They have to try to trump Call of Duty's 
World War II cut, cut, uh, throwback. If if Battlefield comes out, it with came out anniversary- it came out June two thousand four. Okay, right, right. So what's twenty five? No, wait, years? that's not right. Two thousand two. Yeah. Two thousand two. Yeah. And what's next year? What, 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 how many years is that? No, 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 no. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Maybe for fifteen do- years. I think they're going to do an anniversary throwback, and they're going to do the remaster of nineteen forty two, mm. and they're and they're going to play that fucking music. That's all they're going to have to play. Dun 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 dun. Because right now it's 15 years. Like, that's all they're going to have to play. Right now it's 15 years. I just don't see them coming out with something that's 16 years or 17 years. I'm telling you, they have to come out. They have to come out to battle. They have to come out to battle Call of Duty. I'm telling I mean, you. I would love if they did a remaster of it. I mean, that to me, that's one of the best. They say they're going to do Battlefield 5, but I can't imagine where they're going to go with Battlefield 5. Well, be, how, how about Bad Company? I'll take a Bad Company 3. Um, Yeah, it's it's... I, matter of fact, I, I want to play Battlefield 42 with updated graphics so bad. I'm willing to go back and play 1942 right now. I want to see if it's still playing. I want to go on my computer. I want to see if it's actually still playing. Um, I could tell you it's still playing. There's people that still play it. I, I guarantee you it's full. full. Uh... Okay, Such a great game. Coming out in 2016. Such a great game. Battlefield, uh, well, Battlefield 5 is coming out. Man, I would love a Battlefield 1942 over remake. If that game came out, I would, I would, I would turn I my... Mean, even- even I would turn my channel into an all all Battlefield even, <laughs> 42 channel. Even 43 on the console was fun. Even 43 on the console was fun. Yeah, the, the arcade the arcade one, even yeah. Those arcade, even that yeah. one had even that one had the fun factor in there. I I just feel, man, I don't know. I honestly, if that game if that game came out, I would ju- I would change my whole channel to to 1942 channel. That's all I would play. I love that game so much. I fucking right, love that game. You, it's a good game. It's a good game. It was so and it good. wouldn't have to have zombies in it. Right, no zombies. All right, we have 20 minutes left. I want to talk about this conversation. Yesterday, uh, Bacon came into my channel and talked about how he went to GameStop and bought some, uh, bought a, a bunch of different games and, and, and different things. And I said to him that uh, GameStop's not going to be around long. And then uh, Duplass and me had a little conversation about uh, – Duplass said that physical copies will never go away. And that wasn't my argument. My argument was that GameStop's going to go out of business and that um, – that that physical copies are going to be what basically 24 um 24 frames per second for film is going to be right like people actually don't use film anymore they use digital digital cameras right so i'm talking about movie pictures not not fucking snap your iphone pictures i'm talking about actual film okay uh sometimes on stream you see me wear a a shirt says 24 frames per second you know what i mean uh that's what it is right so that's a minority now. It used to be the majority, and digital was the minority, and now it's completely reversed on its top of its head, right? It's, it's, it's going that way quickly. Right. So my thing is that GameStop's annual uh, stock prices went down, and this was this report was back in March, right? So I don't know what their update is, but they were 31% dropped. Now, I don't know if anyone owns a business out there, but if you took a 31% drop in your stocks— you're basically closing shop, okay? The only reason they can stay afloat is because they have over 6,000 stores worldwide, um, and they, they had to close uh, almost 200 stores this year. They're closing by the summer. They're closing 200 stores, and it's going to get worse and worse as they go because um, they they uh, everyone, everyone is going digital format, right? And I'm going to throw this in real fast, and then I'll let you speak, Sarge. And... It's happening everywhere, right? 
like game companies themselves are opening their own browsers so you can download their games on their on the on the PC they have their own like launchers uh, they either make a game and it goes on Steam um, there there's there think about it where can you buy where can you buy a physical computer copy of a game besides like Walmart and the small section behind GameStop's hidden door that they open up behind the counter right there's no there's no shelves on the on the, at GameStop that sell PC games Okay, you know they sell PC games. You're like, hey, I'll take the new copy of such and such. Otherwise, you go to Steam. Okay, well, otherwise you go to 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 Battle.net. Otherwise, you go wherever you're gonna buy games digitally. You're gonna buy. So, here's the future, right? Amazon. Amazon's trying to get into the gaming business, right? They've already made multiple games. Okay, they have a huge platform that they could literally toss it out to anybody that's playing on Twitch. And Twitch has to buy it or Twitch has to play it because the people that are partnered by Twitch are being employed, even though they're self-employed, they're being employed by Amazon, right? Twitch is owned by Amazon. Amazon basically owns, if I become partnered, okay, my checks are being signed by Twitch and their checks are being signed by Amazon. So if Amazon, they've already bought three gaming companies, they've they've bought their own uh, uh, software, they've bought their own uh, engine, Okay, they're they're expanding. Yeah, they're, they're they're getting they're they're putting themselves in position. Right, they're expanding and expanding and expanding. Right, so now they can just make a game, okay, and go here, play this game, such and such streamer, because this is one of the games that we're coming out with, and they'll be like, well, you gotta pay me, the streamer will say, and they'll be like, okay, you know, because you're getting paid anyway because we pay you. So they're they're going to just release these games into the market, and everyone could could see it right away. They get feedback. They're integrating uh, Twitch chat into these games. Okay, you can't integrate chat into the API of a physical copy. I mean, I guess you could. Okay, but the PC PC is where it's going back to. Right, everything comes back full circle. In the '80s and '90s, we were all about PC gaming. Right? Yes, Nintendo was there. Yes, Sega Genesis was there. But people played PC games. And then it turned the market when the PlayStation 2 came out and such. That's when the market turned and it became consoles, right? And then and then uh, Because you could play a lot you, you could play a lot of the games you were playing in the arcades at home. Right. That's what it started. And then they started with the first person uh, first person story games. Right. Like God of War, Legend of Zelda, they, where the games became more open world. Right. You were living out a story. So Here's the, here's the thing. If you think that physical copies will never go away, that's fine, okay? Just like arcade games will never go away, right? There will always be a niche for people that want to go to an arcade and play the old cabinets or whatever. But if you go into an arcade now, what do you see? It's all redemption. It's all redemption tickets. And virtual reality type of stuff. Right, yeah. right. There's no, there's, no, there's no place you can really go that's massive, I'm talking like mass marketing. Like you go there and they're in every country and every state across the country, okay, where you go into a, an arcade and they're franchised out. No. Like me and Sarge open an arcade up. We have a couple of machines, pinball machines, and people come in. They're like, oh, this is great. I love being here. But what's the percentage of people going in there to play those arcade games, right? That's what physical copies are of games. Now, I love physical copies. Physical copies to me are fantastic. I mean, I literally own every single game I've ever bought I've never went to GameStop and changed anything in to put it in. I always bought it and kept it because I just felt like there was something good about having a physical copy of everything. Me and Sarge still own every single Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, 
uh, uh, N64, Sega Genesis, PlayStation, PlayStation Two. Nothing. We, we have every. We could open up a fucking museum with the systems and the games that we have. Okay. So physical copies, people like, right? People, but it's not cost effective. DX. It's not cost effective. Nobody is going to develop an API and then print it on a disc and then take that disc. Okay, that they had to pay a company to sh to print on the copy, to put it in a plastic container, to take that plastic container, to put it in a box of 24, to wrap that box, to put it in a truck, to drive across the country, to put it into a GameStop that nobody's going to go to anymore. Okay, GameStop has switched up their whole mentality. That's why you can buy pop figures and movies and fucking toys. GameStop turned into a junkie. It's turning into an FYE, okay? Just like those music stores that were out there. Okay, you walk into a mall now and you go into an FYE, what do you see? You see fucking WWE t-shirts, pop figures, tchotchkes. It's like a Spencer's had a baby with, with a music store. Okay, and that's what it is. The problem with physical copies is that they don't put anything inside anymore. It's, it's not cost effective. Why would they have to put a physical copy of an instruction manual when they can just put it on the disc? Okay, which now they can put on the digital copy. There's no point to make this because... The whole reason they're going digital is because they have to make a margin, and the margin's better digitally than it is physically. Right. You don't have to raise the price of the game. Right. Because I, I, I'm making that extra three or four dollars per copy just right. by not printing out a physical copy. Yet. Right. I understand people think that the game is printed and it's shipped to your store, and you pick it up, and you're like, "Hey, it's a physical copy. It's awesome." But do you know how much money went into getting that game from point A to point B with the drivers, the gas, the shipping, the 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 machine operation cost, the printing of the of the uh, the manuals, the printing of the the disc cover and everything. That's a lot of money, man. There's millions of dollars being spent to just print a game. And the, now no printing. Right. No I, printing. The game comes out, I get it midnight the release of the game. There's no more pre-ordering. I don't have to worry about not getting There's, a copy. So I'm just going to get the game on midnight. Here's another reason, right? Physical copies are going to go down on a minimum because the only reason you're pre-ordering at Best Buy or pre-ordering at GameStop or pre-ordering anywhere else that you want to pre-order is because because you want that statue. You want that uh, fidget spinner. You want that fucking uh, Cade 6 figurine doll. You want the bust. You want the Batmobile. You want the Cartman radio-controlled whatever. That is what you're pre-ordering for. You're pre-ordering for toys that come with your game because you're like, hey, I'm going to pay for it anyway, so why don't I just... Which is already into the price of the of the, of the actual game itself. Like, you pay $150 for the collector's edition. You're, you're paying a markup on the toy that you bought plus the game that you bought, okay? And they can sell it to you for even more. Physical copies will never go away, but physical copies are going to be a small amount. Like, if you walk into a Best Buy now... You used to remember when a game, a new game came out, there would be literal hundreds of copies on the shelf, hundreds of copies on the shelf. Okay, now you go into a store when a new release comes out, they have like ten. There's like ten because everyone pre-ordered and they gave the pre-orders to those people and they're like, oh, we have an extra ten. They just stick them on the shelf, right? That that's it. That was the pre-order. So now the the random person that comes in is like, hey, I saw that and it seems like a good game. They come in and pick up one of the ten copies that they have on the shelf. Game. First of all, box stores don't want to have retail versions of all this box stuff to put on their floor because space on the floor is worth money, which which game companies have to pay for that as well, right? They pay for that spot, uh, that, that spot on the floor to have their game in that shelf, on the shelf, on that second shelf, up on high, wherever they need to put it. 
They pay for that spot. I don't think you know that, but they do. They pay for a spot on the shelf. That doesn't exist anymore, right? So these, these game companies make a lot more money doing this, doing physical copies. So what do you think, Starge? Do you think GameStop would be around in two years? Do you think that physical copies will go away completely? Or do you think it'll be just like I said, it'll, it'll still be there, but it'll just be the minority? Well, if, if, if you're talking about no time frame at all, the answer is GameStop will go away completely and they'll only, games will only be digital. And on top of that, not only will games be only digital, but it'll get to the point where it'll be game service monthly fees. It's not even going to be you buy a game digitally anymore. It's going to be there's going to be companies that come out that have the service. And if you don't have the service, you don't get the game. Right. That's, the, that's where it's going to be headed. That's the direction we're going. As of right now, in the short term, GameStop has about two or three years tops, tops, and I say that most AAA games will go full digital and no physical copies probably within five. Okay. Okay. Um, do you think, okay, well, actually, what do you think GameStop could do to change their their mentality or what their business model is no don't they're 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 the blockbuster of video games That's okay what they are so they're, they're, you it's just it's the nature of the beast is is why that store is there there are there are market tools in place now that don't you don't need that store there that's just the way it works you don't need that store every every publisher everybody who's developing games, but think of it think of it in the good way though as that independent developers, more independent developers will be able to get their game to market without being drowned in costs to get their game to market. Right. Right? They'll be able to develop a game cheaper because they don't have to worry about the entire process of getting the game out there and be able to work up a, a demographic or customer base just by releasing it on Steam or, or, or maybe releasing it just on their own. Do, okay, here's what I think GameStop can do to save their business. Are you ready for this? If you're listening, GameStop employee, you can take this to your to your your manager, and maybe you'll uh, I, maybe you'll get a promotion. I don't, I don't think I don't think they're gonna. So make here's it. what they could do, and this is if if they want to stay up an actual physical store, GameStop could sell everything they're selling now. Right? They could sell the manuals, they can sell whatever they want, they can sell the toys and and, and all that stuff, but they're not gonna sell copies anymore they could have physical copies there someone might be able to buy th for the for the small crew i think gamestop should team up with multiple studios to be the exclusive exclusive place to get the game a month early okay and you could play it so let's say overwatch 2 was coming out okay let's just say overwatch 2 was coming out and they signed a deal with blizzard and GameStop is like, all right, Blizzard, we'll sign a deal with you where we have exclusivity with Overwatch 2 where people can come in to our store and play Overwatch 2. And they change the whole inside of GameStop to have stations of Xboxes and PlayStations and make it more of a hangout place, sort of like a online cafe type place. Okay. I don't think it'll work anywhere. Everybody's well, got systems in their own house. I now. know. Well, hold on a second. But you get to play Overwatch 2 a month early, right? And... As a GameStop customer, you would pay a $10 fee, okay, to be part of the GameStop early access crew, okay, where you pay a membership to be a part of GameStop. And when you come into your GameStop, if a game's coming out, it can only be played at, at, at GameStops, okay, you would come in and play Overwatch 2 before anybody else. 
Now, you won't be able to stream it. You won't be able to talk about it or anything. I mean, you could talk about it, but you would only be able to play it exclusively at GameStop, right? And then GameStop could give them uh, some sort of bonus on top of that. I think that's a way to go. I mean, if they want to survive... They can team up with these these people because instead of early access games and the all horse this, is like the horse's leg is broken to shoot the horse. It is it is shot. I'm just thinking of a way that they could do something to get people to come back in the store, and then they can just sell candy and and food and yeah, but drinks. They, but it, but the money that we the money the millions and millions of dollars that they would have made are not going to be made that more. That even if the store is open and it makes money, it's never going to make the amount of money that they made before. With the whole repackaging games and reselling games, that was that's their bread and butter. There's that's gone, that's gone because because the mentality of most people right now is they don't care about having a physical copy because the time that they're going to play the game, they're going to play the game, and then when they're done playing the game, it doesn't matter to them because now they don't have to worry about selling it back. It's just gone. You just erase it from your hard drive. Right. You don't have to worry about keeping a game on a shelf anymore. You don't care. Right. right? But the mentality of that, I don't agree with because you don't truly own the game anymore. You're basically just right. renting the game. None of us own the game. Yeah. If you own a right. digital copy of any game, hell, even if you own a physical copy, you technically don't own that game because there's a lot of physical copies. Destiny, put it in perspective, if they're lo- if they're if their servers are offline, I put that right. disc in. Right, it doesn't I can't, matter. I can't right. play the game. You've rent, right, you've rented that game for the lifespan. That's what it right. is. Yeah, that's that's the direction we're headed because most people, and I say most people because I don't have facts to back it up yet, but the mentality of most gamers now is they would just rather have it digital because when they pre-order it, it downloads automatically. Midnight the night it yep. comes out, yep. and I have the game immediately. Yep. I don't have to leave the house. I can have my monster and my pizza ready. When I'm ready to play the game, I don't have to worry about nothing. The game is already on. Right. Already on what, my system. What sounds better? What sounds better? Okay, Destiny 2 is coming out at midnight. I pre-ordered my copy. I'm gonna go stand in line for three hours at GameStop so I can pre-check in and then give me my copy at midnight to wait in the long and lines and then wait and again and then come in and then get back home, open the thing, sit back down. It's like 1220, 1240, download one the o'clock. Download, download the game under the thing. Right. Or does it sound better of pre-order, pre-download, midnight, X button Start. or AA button? Right. 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 <laughs> Which one there's sounds no, better? There, there's no contest. And that's, and that's the direction that they're headed. That's why brick and mortar will go away. The prices aren't going to go down, but the game companies will get those get those extra dollars in because there's no printing and no shipping of a game. Right. That's the direction we're headed. So I, I do agree that physical copies will never go away, but I agree that GameStop's going to go under, and the only places you'll be able to buy physical copies is either off Amazon, and you want it delivered to your house, which I don't know why you would do that. Well, because the hard copy will have something else with it. That'll be the it, it has to, right? That's why it's a le- legacy edition or whatever the fuck it is. I. Or it'll be at Walmart, Target, uh, Best Buy. And Best Buy is another store that's going to go out of fucking business because, I mean, basically it's just a television store now. I mean, that's basically what it is. <laughs> Televisions and cameras, right? There's like a, well, and well, cell phones. There's some appliances. Was, right. Right. So, yeah. right. Because when, when I think of buying appliances, I think about Best Buy. <laughs> right. So they can sell me on the insurance policy. So, all right. Well, great conversation. That's it. 
We are done. Generation X Gaming episode 98 in the can. And I thought we weren't going to make it through the first full two hours. I don't know what I was thinking. I didn't know what I was thinking. I appreciate everyone coming out. I hope you guys enjoyed the topics that were on today. This was a light. This was a light week. Okay. We didn't have anything to talk about. We made it two hours and we talked about absolutely nothing. It was fantastic. Um, you can catch us each and every single week here on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, every single Thursday. Next week, episode 99. We're two weeks away from episode 100 triple digits man i can't i can't i just can't i just can't and if you haven't noticed if you haven't noticed let me knock i don't have any wood it's been two weeks and we've never had really a bad hiccup going on it's been pretty smooth the last the last two weeks so we finally hit a stride three weeks in a row and it only took us 99 episodes to have a smooth a smooth show here going on uh, appreciate you guys. Make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Make sure you follow me at 30 and Still Gaming on Twitter. Make sure you follow the show at Jen underscore X underscore Gaming on Twitter. If you have any news stories throughout the week, you can send it to us at any of those Twitter sites. Um, and also, you can watch these past broadcasts. If you're a subscriber right now, uh, you can watch the past broadcasts immediately after I'm done. Uh, and if you want to watch the past broadcast, it'll be up a week later. I'm trying to do a week later. So uh, episode 98 will be up by Wednesday next week, Tuesday or Wednesday next week. If you missed anything, I appreciate it. Uh, if you're on, if you're on uh, YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Take Peace. care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.